Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Family Talk podcast, a conversation designed to help people grow deep and live tall. There's no better place for people to grow than in a family. So welcome to the family. You'll find out very quickly that this is a compilation podcast. One episode you may hear an interview. The next may be a story or a testimony, or we may be diving deep into theology or church leadership. So welcome to Family Talk. Let's get started. I'm here today with Joseph Roberts. Hi. Hey. Good to be here. Good to have you here. You know, when I first met your dad, Richard Roberts, you know, I went to Oral Roberts University for two years, years ago. And every time somebody said Richard Roberts, I would think of Oral Roberts' son, Richard Roberts, instead of your dad. It took me a while to switch my thinking around, but I think I finally got it. So, but, uh, but yeah, so um, you're the son of Richard and Jesse Roberts, missionaries to Taiwan. And also your family is long-term members of Cornerstone Church before I was even here. And then before I came here 11 years ago, uh, you guys had moved to Taiwan, missionaries in Taiwan. And of course, your mom and dad and some of your family are still there. And really, your, your mom and dad, were sent, your family was sent out by Cornerstone. They were members here, attending here, felt a call to Taiwan and kind of sent out by Cornerstone. Of course, long-term supporters, we support you know, your family, uh, your mom and dad on a monthly basis and, and love to because we love to help get the gospel out to different places around the world. And Taiwan's one of them that they need the gospel over there. So we're glad to have that relationship, know them, and uh, be able to help them in uh, getting the gospel out. So it's good. So it's good to have you here today. We just want to have a, a fun discussion about what it's like growing up in Taiwan and uh, and, and what you've been doing. And of course, we want to say we, we want to thank you for being here over the summer, you know, our intern. So we've had a lot of fun having you here. And uh, I think we're going to be sad and cry when you leave. And uh, we're going to miss having you here. But it's been it's been good. So we're, we're glad you've been here. So um, let's jump into this. So here, here at Cornerstone, you've helped with a lot of things. So you've done a lot of administrative work, behind the scenes type stuff, which is a lot that goes on. Of course, you've got talent in uh, praise and worship, right? Playing the acoustic guitar, singing. So you've helped, up, helped us with worship and stuff like that. And so now that you've been here since June, June, July, August, August is almost done here. What's any big takeaways or what, what are some of the things that you just you gained from your experience at being here with us? Yeah, one of the one of the biggest things for me was definitely um, being able to uh, kind of use uh, my 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 passion and my talents with um, with uh, with worship and music to uh, help help just serve on the worship team and honestly serving anywhere that y'all need me. Right, I'll just do whatever y'all tell me to do and. <laughs> Um, if I can do it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, also just being able to learn some practical things like, uh, um, like administrative work behind the scenes stuff, um, video editing, photo editing, stuff like that. It's been, it's been really, um, valuable to, to me. And, um, I hope that, um, I know that I'll be able to use that in the future for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Good. Hey, one of the big things you just said that I think is serving, you know, that's what ministry really is about is serving, yeah, you know, absolutely. and that's what we're big on around here is just um, not about titles, positions, but about serving wherever we need to serve. So we appreciate that about you. Yeah. You know, if you fit right in from that standpoint, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, hey, we just, whatever needs to get done, we'll yeah. get done and we'll serve. And yeah. um, I think it's the greatest calling on our lives is to be a servant as Jesus came to serve and not be served, you know, when he yeah. came to earth. So that's yeah, a, that's a definitely. big deal to us. So talk to us a little about, about the languages that you speak. How many languages do you speak? 
So speak English. English is my first language, and I can speak、um, Mandarin or Chinese. It's nice. Kind of the same thing, but kind of not.、Um, obviously, I, I was I was born in the states,、um, so English is definitely my main language. But、um, yeah,、uh, my mom she would because、uh, she is Taiwanese. She,、uh, you know, growing up, she would usually kind of go back and forth with, with English and and Chinese with us, and so <clears throat> I kind of just naturally learned how to speak Chinese、um, through just. Talking to my mom, or talking to people in, you know, where we lived. To be quite honest, ever since I've,、uh, ever since I got back to、um, the states a few years ago, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to speak to people in Chinese, and、mm-hmm. so、um, I've, I've, I would say I've definitely forgotten a few words. I've forgotten <laughs> how to speak a little bit, but.、Um, So maybe you could、yeah. say something for us now. Can you say something for us so we can get an idea of what it sounds like? Yeah. So, Yesu Yesu Aini means、uh, Jesus loves you. Nice. Or、um, something easy is like Shesha means thank you. Bukachi、uh, means you're welcome. Okay. And then there's Nihao means hello. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Some of those you'd have to be careful how you pronounce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think your dad's told me stories before where he thought he was saying、yeah. one thing, but he really said another. <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Uh, it's yeah. It's you got to be careful with some of the words because it, it, there's a few yeah words in English that kind of sound like it. Now I know he speaks pretty good Chinese, but when he's、mm-hmm. preaching, he still goes through an interpreter, doesn't he? Or does he?、Mm-hmm. Does yeah, he, he does. Is that、um, for that very reason to make sure it's translated、mm-hmm. correctly、yeah. and? I don't think it's that he doesn't believe he can't,、um, like preach a sermon in Chinese.、Uh-huh. I just think that for for the sake of everybody, because I mean we do have some.、Uh, I mean our church is it's like multicultural. Like、okay. we have local people and we have Taiwanese people, but we also do have some other missionaries that go to our church sometimes, or just families from different countries that live. That、um, that live in the area,、mm-hmm. you know, for the sake for for people who speak English and Chinese. My dad speaks English, and then、gotcha. translate it into Chinese. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Do the Taiwanese people like to hear that in English also? Are they trying to learn English better? So they do the, part of them like they. Hey, I like listening to listening to the message in English also, so I can kind of maybe learn the language a little bit more. Or I do know that <clears throat> there are a few younger people in our church that.、Um, Like teenagers,、uh, young adults that still wanna, that still are trying to learn English, and、um, in the past I found that a lot of them do like coming to our church because we're multi or bilingual or multicultural, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so that they can kind of they can they can still speak Chinese to people, but then they can also learn English with、um, the families who speak English or. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So you gave us two languages.、Mm-hmm. Do you have any more?、Mm. I mean, if you want to count tongues as a language, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that I, the Lord has gifted me with the, the gift of tongues. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no. Other than that, just English and、yeah. Mandarin. So would you say tongues,、uh, prayer language tongues, or like tongues and interpretation type stuff? Prayer language. Tongues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
interpretation is definitely for someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe sometime in the future. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe. All right. So you were born in 2000. Yes. You moved to Taiwan in 2004 Mm -hmm. with your family. They became missionaries. What was it like growing up in Taiwan? Personally, for me, it was... It was a it was slightly different than how it was for like my sisters um because they were both about i was i mean i was still a, a a child and but they were already like past like 10 years old or whatever okay and um <clears throat> so they had already kind of grew up in like western american culture and um but for me I have very, very faint memories of what it was like for my first four years in the, in the States. But, um, but growing up in Taiwan was definitely, um, it was very different. It was my first few years there, I um, went to public school, I went to like local public schools. That's why I was also able to learn Chinese pretty easily. Yeah. So speaking it with my mom, but then also speaking it in in school too but after after like i think about a year or two my parents decided to because we were kind of moving around a lot trying to figure out where we were going to be for for the long haul you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah growing up it was i made a couple friends um i still have some friends now that that still go to church and um it's been it's been different to say the least Looking back now, I'm actually really, really glad that I grew up the way I did. Um, you don't see a lot of people growing up in a second culture, so right. It's it's cool to like be able to have these experiences, mm-hmm. and you can tell people about these experiences. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's very it's unique. Been great, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> All right, so tell us a little bit about what what it's like re- religion wise in Taiwan. What's the predominant religion over there? I would say the biggest thing is. Um, Buddhism, um, and uh, ancestor worship. Simply put, like a family, they do tradition, and um, they buy they buy this money from a, a this fake money, and they use that money. They burn it, and it goes into the the afterlife. And supposedly, it. Um, it helps your ancestors in the afterlife to have a more wealthy life in the afterlife, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. And But then it also causes or has the ancestors bless you in your life hmm. so you can have a more blessed, uh, wealthy life and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that. That's just the tradition, you know, is to keep that going for generations, so that you can bless your ancestors and your ancestors will bless you. So it's, it's uh, it's just a an exchange. So right, yeah. Wow. How about the Buddhism? So like, I know in America, like, there's churches, you know, on every corner almost. Yeah, I mean, there's every. So over there, it's not churches; it's temples. Right? There's very few churches there. What's the impact of that? Talk to us a little bit about the temple, temple life. and Yeah, so like you said, there's there's temples around every corner. Um, and when you look at them, they are actually very, very pretty, very beautiful, like extremely uh, 
like they're all handcrafted temples and they're huge, massive. Um, Buddhists, they, they see, they know that Jesus existed. They know that he was a person. Um, and they believe that he's a God on, on some level, but Buddhists believe that a bunch of gods exist. There's like Mm -hmm. thousands of gods in there and, and, that religion and so um you know my dad one time he went to a temple he uh talked to a buddhist monk they were talking about religion jesus and just everything about buddhism and um the monk was like hey you're you're a christian yeah i've heard of jesus before and uh he was like i think he told my dad that they have like a uh like a shrine or a statue for Jesus, but it was like, he was, he was like a, a lower, like a lower, uh, lower tier God and that he's insignificant, you know? So that's just, that's just how Buddhism kind of works. Mm-hmm. And so in your family going over there to be missionaries, to take the gospel there, right? To take the truth about Jesus, what has been their strategy? How do they go into this culture that really knows little to nothing about Jesus and start to share the gospel with them, bring people to a place where they put their faith and trust in Jesus, and then help disciple them up and train them up. Because now they got multiple churches over there. They're raising up leaders, discipling people, raising up leaders, looking to start more churches. So what has kind of been the strategy and the formula kind of for going over there and making an impact on that culture for Jesus? So kind of just going back to when we first uh, got there, um, we we knew we knew the uh, another missionary family that was in Taiwan at the time and we started going to their church and um eventually my dad he he felt called to uh to go to a different area in Taiwan it was on the the northeast coast of Taiwan long story short we started our first church in the in a little town or village called Fulong that was our first church or campus and um you know, I think for all of us, especially for my parents, through the through the whole process, it was it was just learning how to be obedient and learning to serve the people first, mm. um, and and just formulating relationships and just loving on them first, because you don't want to bombard them with 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 you know just yeah. straight up like the gospel at first, you know. Um, so they were diligent. They were very, um, they were very obedient to the Lord. You know, at at times they, they didn't know what was, what was going to happen. They didn't know if people would push them away or accept them. Mm -hmm. Um, there have definitely been times where that did happen. People pushed them away, but people also accepted them. And, um, but they didn't let, they didn't let the hardships, um, you know, get to them. Right. So, and they definitely, there definitely was hardships, but. And they found some simple ways really to serve the people, right? And show the love of Jesus to them as far as like, you know, just um, teaching English to people. Yeah. Or going into the schools and doing a play that represented mm-hmm. the gospel. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I believe like one of the first things that we did was, forming relationships with the the local elementary schools or the local public schools and just being like, hey, um, we can teach English for free. 
So they love that. They love that they then have to, mm-hmm. to, you know, that they could get free English teachers. And so um, <clears throat> they uh, first, I think that was one of the first things that we, they started doing, my parents. And um, slowly it, it got to the point where, you know, we were forming relationships with the kids and we would tell them about, you know, oh, we're, we're going to do this event at our at our, uh, at our church. And, um, it would be like a Christmas event or, or something else. And then, um, one of the, one of the things that the kids love the most is our Easter events. And because, you know, you get Easter eggs and it has yeah. candy in them. And for a lot of these kids, they've never, they've never heard of Easter before. They were never able to make their own little baskets or bags and just go on an Easter egg hunt. Whoa. And so, um, <clears throat> that was, that was definitely one of the biggest, biggest things for us as, you know, like as a family that we did as an outreach and just kind of working our way into telling them about the resurrection of, of Jesus through, through our Easter events. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> and they're ministry over there has grown to the point where they even incorporated NETCA, uh, Northeast Taiwan Christian Association, and now these growing of churches and stuff. So we're excited about what your dad's doing over there, what your family's doing over there, and to be able to co-labor with them for that and see that. So yeah, actually, I'm on the board too. I'm on the board of NETCA. So you know, we meet every so often through Zoom and stuff and stay, stay up on what's going on over there. How about this? Let's talk about the difference maybe between Christians in Taiwan versus Christians in America. You know, you've lived both places a little bit, and we'll get into the fact that you've been here for now three years, over three years, you know, going to Bible school and then here to internship here at Cornerstone. But talk a little bit about what do you see the differences between Christians in Taiwan versus Christians in America? Do you see any difference? Are they pretty similar, or how's that look? In some ways, they are pretty pretty similar. You know, like, for, for example, if you were to... Um, if you were to go up to a person on the street, if you were doing like street evangelism, um, if you went up to a Taiwanese person, uh, I think I think a, a lot of times it's 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 better to have something that you're giving, like you're passing out, to kind of start a conversation, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of like, you know, if, if that did happen, you know, for the most part, Taiwanese people are very they're very friendly, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get uncomfortable because people usually don't do that in Taiwan. People don't just go up to strangers and start talking to them. Mm-hmm. So, so for a lot, a lot of times, like I've seen that some people, they, they don't know, they don't know how to react because that nobody ever just walks up to them and starts telling them about, you know, Jesus. But some people, they, they accept it and they're very friendly and, um, but I, I feel like in mostly like in, in the States, uh, I feel like everybody has heard about Jesus at some point in their mm-hmm. life. And so, um, you know, they're either they're either accepting or they don't want anything to do with it. And in a lot of cases in Taiwan, um, a lot of people have never heard, never heard of Jesus before. And so they once you start talking to them about it, they get really interested. Mm-hmm. They're like what is this? I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's coming from like, like an American or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about, um, you, you moved there in 2004, mm-hmm. you were four years old. 
Yeah. Then 2019, you came back to the U.S. to go to school, Christ for the Nations, mm-hmm. spent three years there. How was that transition for you, and how was it going from living in Taiwan, kind of up in a rural area, yeah. to living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, <laughs> right, in the middle of millions? Yeah, it was, it was different. Because when we first moved to Taiwan, we, we, lived, uh, we lived in the city at first. And we lived in the city for about several years five, four or five, maybe four or five years. And then after that, that's when my dad felt called to go to the more, the more like country rural area of Taiwan. And so, um, growing up, I always, I always wondered, you know, what it would be like to grow up and, and live in a, live in a city, you know, live in a big city. And so, um, you know, once I, once I graduated high school, I, uh, I applied to go to CFNI and, um, so, uh, when I went there, um, I had been to Dallas before because my sister went to CFNI. And so we had been there a couple times this year and, um, I didn't think too much of it, but when I moved there, I was like, this is, I'm about to live in a big city on my own. And like, I've, I've never done that before. And, um, you know, my family, they were there. They, they helped me like it settled in and they left I think that uh, it was definitely a culture shock, um, you know, having such a, a, a huge like move mm-hmm. from from Taiwan to to Dallas, and um, one of the but one of the biggest things was just not being able to like, I wasn't with my family anymore, you know, I was in this big city, I didn't really know anybody, um, my family they they went back to Taiwan. Um, so it was, it was a hard, it was a very hard transition. The Lord started to, to do a lot of, um, do a lot of healing in my life. Things were brought up that I never knew were there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of how, how it was like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up our time together, anything else you want to share from your experiences in Taiwan and missionary family, anything else you'd like to share with us today my experience here has been great honestly like everything i've been very happy that i got the chance to come here and work work at the church for a little bit um but also i would say that if anyone is feeling called by the lord to do missions um just do it. You know, it's hard. It's very hard. Um, but once you start doing it, the Lord will bring everything that you need and you don't have to worry about a thing because that's how, that's kind of how our family lived as, as a missionary family. Um, so many times at the time I didn't know it, but now I realize that there were so many times where where we, we just, the only thing we had was to trust God yeah, and we trusted him and he, he, he took care of us. So, <clears throat> yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Your, your parents really walked by faith, didn't they? It still are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you feel God tugging on your heart to be a missionary, what is your next step? What's your first step of faith? 
and ask God, pray about that, and then start taking one step at a time, right? They, they didn't do it all in one day, but one step after step after step after step, God has led them. And this is where they are making an impact in Taiwan with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're so glad to know them and partner with them and excited about what God is doing through them in Northeast Taiwan. So, and of course, we've enjoyed having you here for the summer. Like I said, we're going to be sad to see you go, but we're so glad you're able to come and spend the summer with us yeah. and uh, hopefully learn a little bit, grow a little bit, and we're going to be continuing to pray for you so that uh, you'll continue to walk into what God has for you next, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Family Talk. You can stay up to date on our family conversations by subscribing. Follow us on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, or on TikTok. All those links can be found in the show notes. You can also hit the share button and share this episode on social or with someone that you love. And finally, dropping a rating and telling us what you think of this episode will help spread our conversations. Thank you for being a part of our family here at Family Talk. We'll see you next time.